Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I'm Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 87 in our series Freedom from Fear. Today's episode is titled Freedom from Vulnerability. One of the most idiotic things about the COVID vaccines is that they don't work. They don't protect you from the virus they're meant to protect you from. You get injected and you're told to avoid people if you don't have the injection, but why? Surely you can be around them because you have immunity from the disease, right? We were told originally that once injected with these vaccines, then you will not get COVID, you will be protected. But they then you can catch COVID again, be hospitalised and die from it. Many have. Many have been injected four or even five times and are still getting COVID. In reality, these COVID vaccines are probably among the worst vaccines ever created. And they're not really vaccines, are they? Governments even change the definition of vaccination to cover up this massive political fraud. Despite the science, many people are still completely convinced that they need to be injected with boosters every few months for the rest of their lives as they huddle at home, too scared to be with their friends and families. Many millions of people are living in complete terror. Terror of COVID. Call it what you like, COVIditis, the fear of COVID, despair. These are confident, educated, intelligent people and they're spending their entire lives hidden, huddled away at home, too scared to engage with friends and family, too scared to go out. There is no point putting on armour if it doesn't protect you. There's no point in boasting about invulnerability if you remain vulnerable. Paul would not use the image of the vaccine, COVID vaccine, in his uh, writings as it would not convey the message he's trying to get across. He would most likely use another image. Paul's message is that God's armour gives us freedom from vulnerability. Paul tells the Ephesians in chapter 6 of verse 11 to put on the whole armour of God so that you will be able to stand against the devil's schemes. Paul is telling us to put on this armour, these weapons of faith, to stand against the schemes of the devil. But it is not only part of the armour or half of it or what you might need on any given day, but the whole armour of God. We need to be completely defended to completely defend. There can be no hidden gaps or weaknesses, so we're overcome. There is no Achilles heel in the armour of God. Let me just say that again so you can understand. There is no Achilles heel in the armour of God. We need to be completely defended to completely defend. And God's armour enables us to stand against the devil's schemes. Achilles was the great Greek hero. To ensure his invulnerability, his mother took him as a baby to the river Styx and dipped him in the water, protecting all of him from harm except for his ankle where she held him. So not surprisingly, and tragically, Achilles ended up being killed by a poison arrow that struck him in the heel that was not protected. We use the term Achilles heel to refer to a weakness a person may have in life that will eventually bring them down even if they're strong in other areas. 
and history and, and life and even faith in the scriptures, there are many, many examples of men and women who have had Achilles heels that have tarnished their otherwise uh, um, good reputation and brought them down. But in God's kingdom, God's people are protected by God's armor, and it is complete armor. He does not leave us vulnerable. The word to describe the armor of God is often translated as complete or full armor. It comes from the Greek word panoplia, which is where we get our word panoply. Panoply means originally a complete set of armor. It makes sense from God's perspective. God's salvation is not half finished. It is not like us. It is not unfinished or in draft form, nor is it a work in progress or stages uncompleted, nor does it need to be fixed by us or adjusted for climate, class or culture. As Paul says in Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, male or female, slave or free, but we are all one in Christ. God's salvation is complete. It is not unfinished. John wrote in John chapter 17, verse 32, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. In the same way, God's protection of his people is complete. If we put on the armor of God, then our protection is assured. Our defense is certain. Our position is guaranteed. This is not arrogant self-confidence, but a reflection in the armor provided by God. This armor has no weaknesses. It has no chinks. There is no weakness. There is no question over its power and efficacy to do the job. This is the great comfort for the soldier in battle, that they can defend themselves against their enemy and do so with the armor provided to them. Soldiers who go into battle with the wrong armor, or the wrong weapons, or the wrong tools, end up dead. Even the best soldiers need to be protected. Let me say that again. Even the best soldiers need to be protected. God provides us with his armor because we need to be defended against the devil's schemes. He would not offer it to us if we did not need it. And God is not a time waster. He knows life is precious. His son died for life and for us so that we might have life. God knows life is meant to be enjoyed. His son said that he has come that we might have life and have it to the full. John chapter 10 verse 10. God also knows life is difficult and so he asks us not to be anxious but to pray about everything. Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. God's armour is God's way of ensuring invulnerability in the life of Christians as they seek to follow Jesus each day. This is not about going to church on Sunday. There is no protection there. Churches do not protect anyone from the devil's schemes. The old superstition that the church building was consecrated ground or holy ground is simply that, an awful medieval superstition. The church completely made it up. The devil has taken up residence in many churches. He's welcome there. After all, the language of many churches is one of slander and gossip, and 
That's his language, his native language, as we saw a few weeks ago. In fact, gathering with other believers is not included as part of the armour of God. God's armour is not about participating in a ritual once a week or once a day. It is not even an external thing. It's not something that you do at church or do often at church, but it is something more intimate, deeper and life-changing than that. Paul uses the word clothing yourself with the armour of God, which is what we usually translate as putting on. The word that Paul uses here is a word he uses elsewhere to describe the new life we have in Jesus Christ. The armour is for those who have faith in Christ. For those who were well versed in Paul, his use of the phrase putting on is about the choice of a Christian, but it is also a reflection of the new life we have because of coming to faith. In the Gospels, the term put on is usually reserved for the putting on of clothes. See, for example, Matthew 6.25, Mark 6.9, Luke 12.22. It's a verb, an action word of doing something. This act of putting on clothes means you are prepared for the day ahead and for social interaction and for doing uh, during the day what you need to do. It is a simple act. It is a normal act. This is the term Paul uses to describe the change that occurs because of a person coming to faith in Christ. As a result of turning to God through faith in Christ, Paul says, one must put on new clothes reflecting the new position we have in Christ and discard the clothes that no longer fit or are no longer appropriate for our position. How does the New Testament describe this putting on? The parable of the wedding banquet is one such example, Matthew 22, where one of the wedding guests turns up not dressed in wedding clothes. The original is lost in translation, but the implication is that he is not clothed appropriately for the occasion. The same Greek word is used in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, when Jesus speaks to the disciples gathered at his ascension, and he tells them of the arrival of the Holy Spirit. He says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Most translations use the word clothed, which does not refer to actual fabric or cloth, but rather the covering or empowering of a person with God's power. Therefore, while the meaning of clothed or being clothed has its origins, origins in fabric and cloth, the more common meaning refers to a new beginning, a new start, a new way of life and new priorities. Therefore, Paul says in Romans chapter 13, verse 14, put on the armour of light. Or Romans um, 13, 14, put on the Lord Jesus or in Ephesians 4.24, put on the new self. And in this verse, Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armour of God. So today we've been looking at freedom from vulnerability. This armour is for a Christian. It comes from God and it gives us freedom from vulnerability because it is God's armour for all who wear it as they walk each day following Christ. Tomorrow we will look at freedom from attack. 
Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Freedom Matters Today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective. Visit us at freedommatterstoday.com and join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.